0: Chapter Twenty One of Tom Swift and His Sky Racer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tom Swift and His Sky Racer by Victor Appleton. Will he live? Soon there were busy scenes in the Swift home as preparations were made for a serious operation on the aged inventor. Tom's father had sunk into deep unconsciousness and was stretched out on the bed as though there was no more life in him. In fact, Tom, for the moment, feared that it was all over. But good old Dr. Kurtz, noting the look on the lad's face, said, "'Ah, don't worry. Maybe it will yet be all well. And the father will hear of the great race.' Buck up your courage, and don't give up. The greatest surgeon in the world is here now, and if anybody can save your father, Herr Hendricks can. That was a great trip you made, a great trip. Tom felt a little comforted, and after a sight of his father and a silent prayer that God would spare his life for years to come, the young inventor went out in the yard. He wanted to be busy about something, for he knew, with the doctors, and a trained nurse who had been hastily summoned, there was no immediate need for him. He wanted to get his mind off the operation that would soon take place, and so he decided to look over his aeroplane. Mr. Damon came out when Tom was going over the guy wires and braces to see how they had stood the strain. "'Well, Tom, my lad,' said the eccentric man, "'sadly, as he grasped our hero's hand, "'it's too bad.' but hope for the best. I'm sure your father will pull through. We will have to begin taking the hummingbird apart soon, won't we, if we're going to ship it to Eagle Park? He wanted to take Tom's mind off his troubles. I don't know whether we will or not, was the answer, and Tom tried to speak unbrokenly, but there was a troublesome lump in his throat and a mist of tears in his eyes that prevented him from seeing well. THE HUMMINGBIRD TO HIM LOOKED IF SHE WAS IN A FOG. NONSENSE, OF COURSE WE WILL, CRIED MR. DAMON. WHY, BLESS MY WISHBONE, TOM, YOU DON'T MEAN TO SAY YOU'RE GOING TO LET THAT LITTLE SHRIMP Andy Foger FOLGER WALK AWAY WITH THAT TEN-THOUSAND-DOLLAR PRIZE WITHOUT GIVING HIM A FIGHT FOR IT, ARE YOU? THIS WAS JUST WHAT TOM NEEDED, AND IT SEEMED GOOD TO HAVE MR. DAMON BLESS SOMETHING AGAIN, EVEN IF IT WAS ONLY A WISHBONE. No!" exclaimed Tom in ringing tones. "Andy Folger isn't going to beat me, and if I find out he is going to race with a machine made after my stolen plans, I'll make him wish he had never taken them. But if the machine he had flying over here when he dropped that bomb on the shed roof and set fire to it is the one he's going to race with, it isn't like yours," suggested Mr. Damon, who was glad he had turned the conversation into a more cheerful channel. That's so, agreed the young inventor. Well, we'll have to wait and see. He was busy now, going over every detail of the hummingbird. Mr. Damon helped him, and they discovered the defect in the equilibrium weights and remedied it. We can't afford to have an accident in the race, said Tom. He glanced toward the house and wondered if the operation had begun yet. He could see the trained nurse hurrying here and there, Mrs. Baggert helping her. Eradicate Sampson shuffled out from the stable where he kept his mule boomerang. On the face of the honest colored man there was a dejected look. "'And Massa Swift any better, Massa Tom?' he asked. "'We can't tell yet,' was the answer. "'Well, if you don't get well, then, I'm going to sell my mule,' went on the dirt chaser from which line of activity Eradicate had derived his name. "'Sell Boomerang? Bless my curry comb. What for?' asked Mr. Damon. "'Cause he won't never be any good to work any more,' explained Eradicate. "'He got so attached to this place and all the folks on it that he'd feel sorry if... if any of them went away. Then I couldn't get no more work out of him, nohow. So, Master Swift, don't get well, then I and boomerang parts. Well, we hope it won't happen, said Tom, greatly touched by the simple grief of eradicate. The young inventor was silent a moment, and then he softly added, I, I wonder when we'll know. Soon, I think now, answered Mr. Damon in a low voice. Silently they waited about the aeroplane. Tom tried to busy himself, but he could not. He kept his eyes fastened on the house. It seemed like several hours, but it was not more than one, ere the white-capped nurse came to the door and waved her hand to Tom. He sprang to his feet and rushed forward. What would be the message he was to receive? He stood before the nurse, his heart madly beating. She looked gently at him. "'Will he? Will he live?' Tom asked pantingly. I think so, she answered gently. The operation is over. It was a success, so far. Time alone will tell now. Dr. Hendricks says you can see your father for just a moment. End of Chapter 21 Recording by Richard Kilmer Real Medina, Texas